This episode of the Culture Coach podcast is sponsored by Timekeeper Financial Solutions. Timekeeper helps creatives and small business owners keep their financial books in order so that you can do what you're great at. Timekeeperfinancial.com, keeping count of what counts. Welcome to Culture Coach, a podcast with me, Nikki Lerner, helping you to engage in a proactive movement towards unity and understanding as it relates to culture and come from. Thanks for joining me today. You ready to go? Let's get started. Hey, thanks again so much for listening. You know, I wanted to create a space each week where you and I can learn about different cultures and come froms in a safe, non-threatening, non-embarrassing environment. I hope you enjoy this podcast. For more creative resources and ideas, you can engage with me at NikkiLearner.com. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be with you. Um, I haven't been with you all in several weeks. Uh, we had a death in my family here and um, those of you that lose people close to you know that it can be uh, tricky to navigate emotions. And so uh, follow my own advice that I would give to my clients, which is instead of just kind of pushing through and sucking it up and uh, making sure that, you know, quote, the work got done, um, that it made more sense to just pause and uh, tend to my soul and my heart and help my family do what they needed to do. So um, I'm back. And for the next several weeks, uh, I plan to get extremely practical with you. Um, Extremely practical with you. And uh, so practical that I uh, need to continue to make a disclaimer, which is uh, the things that I'm going to share with you over the next several weeks Uh, You always have to remember that these things do not operate well outside of the context of the mission, vision, values that you have when it comes to diversity work in your organization. Let me say that again. These things that I'm going to recommend to you that you do, these are ideas. They do not operate and they should not operate outside of your bigger mission, vision, values for your organization. If you start to uh, just uh, start implementing tasks on a list when it comes to cultural diversity work uh, or cultural diversity leadership, um, if you just start to look at these things as tasks to check off or accomplish, they will make no sense to your organization Um, and to your staff uh, without a greater context of what is your organization trying to do, trying to accomplish with regards to cultural diversity. And so uh, for the next several weeks, as I share these things, you will hear me say that and remind you of that uh, before I go into uh, some of these very practical things. Now, the thing that I want to share with you today is... um, uh, something that I, I've had several conversations uh, with people over the years about where to start with regards to cultural diversity that they want to do in their organization. Usually for me, when I work with a client, 
Um, one of the first things that I will do is go in and have uh, some conversations, some interviews with people that work there to try to get a sense of what is actually going on uh, in the organization. I also spend some time with leaders trying to figure out or help them figure out what is it that they actually want to do. Because the work of cultural diversity is a very large umbrella. And there are about 185 different things that you could choose to do, ways to express yourself as an organization and as a leader uh, that you could choose in order to uh, move towards greater cultural diversity in your organization. One of the things that almost every person I work with uh, says is that the desire and the vision is that the senior and executive teams of organizations and companies would become less monocultural and more culturally diverse. Usually what that means is uh, historically that an organization or a company have had people that are sitting at the top of the organization who are great, bright, awesome people, uh, but as a whole, as a collective, that they are predominantly from one people group. And so uh, what I hear, uh, actually without fail, I have never worked with an organization or a company or just had even had a casual conversation with someone who is uh, determined to improve the, the cultural diversity at their place of work, where somebody has not said, what we would love to see is that our senior leadership team, the decision-making team, is more diverse than it currently is. What also follows that, though, as, as the work begins, is um, most, uh, most leaders uh, that I see uh, do not necessarily want to do what it takes to make that a reality. Usually there's a lot of uh, story that is wrapped around why a senior team is monocultural. And a lot of that story is rooted in, uh, you know, tradition, uh, the ways that things have always been done, or, um, you know, the, the amount of positions that uh, a company has decided to have, or whatever it is. And the reality is, is that um, I have seen companies create positions, create senior positions for uh, things that have nothing to do with cultural diversity, but things uh, that have everything to do with how they perceive the culture is changing. Uh, now we have uh, chief people officers, we have chief technology officers, we have all these things that we didn't have before, only because uh, senior leaders have created new positions uh, in order to meet the, the current need of the company and the culture. But what I also often find is that leaders are reluctant to add positions in order to add more people. And so then the story becomes, we just don't have the roles to fill. When, when what is actually true is that uh, for most people, you don't want to create the roles that would be open in order to diversify your senior team. If you are the leader, or even if you're the owner, and you care about the work of cultural diversity this bad, you will do what it takes to create the positions that you need to create, plain and simple. And so one of the things that I have recommended to people that I've worked with in the past 
is um, after we've had a conversation about the lack of senior leadership uh, is particularly if a company wants to promote from within is my question always is do the people that work in your organization currently know what it takes or what the job description is or what are the skills necessary to fulfill senior leadership roles in your organization? When I ask that question, most leaders that I talk to say no. In fact, most friends that I have that uh, are occupying senior leadership roles in companies and organizations, uh, they couldn't tell you necessarily. They couldn't tell you clearly. And so oftentimes we have this story that there are no people available when you know, one of the, the practical things that we can do as leaders and companies, if this matters to us, is if we have a diverse or a multicolored uh, work staff, uh, why don't we let them know what is required in order to hold senior positions? And what if we got into a space where we didn't care if they held that senior position at our company right now or if they held it at another company or organization? Most leaders that I work with do not want to take the time to think through what are the skills necessary for a C-suite leadership, for executive leadership, for senior leadership, because they don't know themselves. They've oftentimes just been swimming in the, in the water of, of being an executive, but they couldn't actually tell you what is necessary in order to work at that level. So then what happens in, in many companies, they feed each other, is that people on staff look at people on senior teams and think to themselves, why well, could do that? Well, maybe. What are the skills that are required to hold higher offices in your company and organization? This is something very practical that you can work on. And then after that, here is another practical tool that I would give you. After you have sat with your senior team or you've sat as a team and decided what are those things and don't have a list of 75 things, have a list of three to five things, three to five skills that you know are necessary for serving at an executive level in your company or in your organization and think through things that may even be unspoken, uh, but you guys know that um, you need this skill. And sometimes the skill or even the commitment could be something like, uh, you know, if you want to work at our company, whatever the company's name is, and you want to be at an executive level, you have to know that uh, we expect you to be always on, even on the weekends. We want you essentially on call. People need to know that. Maybe the executive skill is uh, we need to be able to assess your ability to make good decisions. Well, you need to let people know that. Put that on the list. And then after you've made the list, go communicate it. Go communicate it to the people that work for you. Let them know. Have an actual conversation about this, about what are the skills that are necessary. Because then what you're doing is you are actually walking in the area of equity. You're actually creating uh, a potential equitable lane for people that love to work at your company and love to work at your organization to see themselves or see the potential or how they would even get to a senior executive leadership position. 
let them know that it's not just uh, you know Bob's brother or Denise's uh, cousin or Dante's uh, sister. Let them know that it's not just you have to be born into the family or something like that in order to get a job at your company as an executive level job. Let them know exactly what the skill set is because then what you give people an opportunity to do is to build that skill. Now, again, let me get super practical. As an organization, you don't necessarily have to offer the building of that skill. Now, what I will say is that while you don't have to offer the building of that skill, there is an opportunity for people on your senior team in the company to mentor or to provide apprenticeships for high-level workers that you see in your organization, to shadow you, to work alongside of you, to have a 15-minute phone call for you to share some information that you have about what it takes to be a senior executive. There's an opportunity for that. But again, you don't have to, to create the, uh, the training arm of all the skills that you will have on this list. But as long as people know, here are the things that we are looking for, then they can go out and find it themselves. And now you have responsibility on both parts. But what I have found is usually, and I haven't been able to put my finger on it yet, about why this is the case, is that when I share this with, with most senior leaders, it's not something that they want to do. They want a more diverse workforce. They want a more diverse senior team. They want a more uh, a colorful, if you will, culturally colorful decision-making team but these are some of the things for some reason people do not want to share. And so that's a place where even as a coach, I cannot help you necessarily. You have to make that decision. You have to decide that you would like to share what you know. You would have to decide that you want to share your knowledge as a senior executive for the future of the company, the future of the organization. Now, quite frankly, some of you don't care enough for that. You're already thinking about your next job and that's fine. Uh, but there is a real opportunity to do something very tangible. And here's what I would tell you. You know, some of you are out here trying to do uh, 15 different things a year when it's connected to diversity uh, and culture work in your company or your organization. And I just want to let you know that you're going to feel like a, a hamster on a wheel. But what would happen if you committed for two years and the one thing that you did was to commit to sharing with people what it is like and what are the skills necessary in order to thrive as a senior executive in your company or in your organization. And then you started a mentorship or apprenticeship program um, for the people that work for you or for people that you are building relationships with outside of the company uh, so that you can give people an opportunity if they want to stay with your company that they might be able to take some of the available positions. That's just something for you to think about today. I'll see you next week. Hey, thanks so much for making the time to listen. If you like the insight today, tell your friends and be part of the newsletter at NikkiLearner.com. Remember, it takes that first decision to realize your vision for a more generous, multicultural life. I'll see you next week.